podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Matt and I'm joined by James. Hello. Andy. Hiya. And Paul. Hello. And we're very excited today because we have our first current squad member on the podcast. We are speaking to Adam Forshaw and we're doubly excited because the fixture list for our restarted season has come out and we're going to be seeing Leeds United, albeit on TV, uh, within two weeks. How are we feeling about that? It's exciting, isn't it? What's what's really good as well is it's got the uh, got the adrenaline and the anxiety going again. It's just an, a nine-game mini-season where we get a seven-point head start. I think it's the anticipation and the drama that gets you. It's, it's why we all love football. I cannot wait to see it back and I really, really hope we get over the line. And the good news is that the stats look really positive because no team's ever been top of the league in June and uh, not gone on to win promotion. <laughs> And we're not going to be one of those who, teams who go around busting all the facts and stats, are we? When have we ever done that before? Well, this would be a this would be a totally new stat to bust. Anyway, we talked a bit about getting back to it with Adam, uh, so you'll hear that later. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we've got our prize draw running. Uh, we're trying to raise money for two charities very close to the hearts of the team. It leads that uh, Orb Community Arts in Nesborough and York Special Care Baby Unit obviously in York, uh, you just need to pay £5 to enter the prize draw and there are a lot of prizes to win. Andy, what what can they win? All sorts of great things, such as a Tony Yeboah Corinthian figure. Hang on, that's always your first go-to, the Tony Yeboah Corinthian figure. <laughs> it's because I donated it and it's bloody brilliant. It was the first thing that went into the pot actually as well, wasn't it? It'd be rude not to... We've got uh, some Calvin Phillips Funko. We've got some books from Bryn Law and Stats. We've got some signed shirts from Tim Bresnan with a Pablo Hernandez signature on too, as well as the Yorkshire County Cricket Club. We've got... Jermaine Beckham's signed shirt. Signed lyric sheet from Ellen. And if you listen right to the end of this, Mr. Forshaw dropped something in the hat. So thank you kindly. So this prize draw bundle is getting bigger on a weekly basis at the moment, and we think it is very well worth your time entering. So head over to Leeds that dot com forward slash donate make your donation and you could be in with a chance of winning all of those goodies and we've set ourselves some targets so we want to raise some really good money for these charities so please head over and uh, and give what you can right let's get straight to it let's go have a chat with adam Forshaw. obviously we're all excited today because the season is gonna restart very soon and uh, we asked adam how he was feeling about getting back into it well, to watch me, yeah, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be ready in time for the start of the games. But um, yeah, I'm I'm desperate to be able to go and watch, be you know, be there at the games if I can, and uh, support the lads. They're in they're in great shape, training well. So it's really exciting. Yeah, it just feels like the start of a new season, although it's not, doesn't it? So does that mean you might be ready for the end of the games? Uh, potentially, I, I think. It depends. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know how long the games are going to be, do we? I've, I've probably got a real realistic return date of around the very beginning of August. So, if if everything goes well with the games, then I probably won't play this season. Um, but me, from a selfish point of view, you know, <laughs> for any reason that 
games might have to you know stop and start again or anything like that then I might I might, I might nick a game or two before the end of the season yeah so and how have you found all this lockdown stuff going on have you managed to uh kind of try to get fitness up and keep to a regime obviously it's been well documented how the staff have looked after everybody how have you found it, it to be honest at the start it was all right because i was quite low level from my point of view i was i wasn't doing much work after my operations and um it was okay now i'll be honest now i'm a bit bored of it yeah. <laughs> to be totally honest i mean it, it is what it is you've got to listen to the guidelines and stuff but i've managed to be able to go in and use the pool and stuff throughout the whole time because i've come under health and medical and um, yeah, like you said, the lads have been sent a lot of, um, you know, training away from the place. Specific um, equipment got sent to the houses and stuff. So, yeah, that was the lads have been kept on top of the fitness and the, the conditions. So, yeah, I think it'll definitely stand us in good stead going into the games. Have you started um, any new skill during lockdown? I saw at the start you were potentially going to be playing guitar. I give it about two goals. So that's about <laughs> half an hour's worth. I tried to learn two chords, and it's just not for me. I can't. It's harder than you think. Yeah. Well, I can see your two there in the background. Yeah. So you must be. Well, they're just for show, you know. I, I can't even play them either. <laughs> two, two or three chords. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I give up. I'll be honest. There's a few good, few good things have come out of it anyway. Me, me little man's potty trained and. Ah, oh, good stuff. Um, so we've had time to work on certain things like that and spend good time with him and the family in general. So yeah. I'm going to say, you must have been bored if you started playing a bit of golf, haven't you? Well, like, to be honest, I, I play. Do you? I play, I play. Did you say I've started playing a bit of golf? Well, I just know since it's, since it's come on, everyone's been playing golf, haven't they? I didn't know if yeah. you'd been doing it before, but everyone who uh, every man and his dog's got a set of clubs, haven't they now? Yeah, well, that was, that was the first thing that anyone was allowed to do, wasn't it? Are you handy or not? I'm all right. I played. I played since I was about eight years old. Like I've, I've had summers up until the last two or three where I've been non-stop golf all summer. Like so, I'm a fair weather golfer though. I, I don't. It doesn't interest me in the cold. Nah. I mean, as you know, I'm uh, I'm mates with Spud. So big shout to Spud for sorting us out, uh, getting Adam oh, on the uh, on that the podcast. Name, is it? Yeah. Yeah, wait, you still you still like a potato, don't it? So <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, Andy. <laughs> I was going to go on to mental health and you've just been bullying your mate. <laughs> saying you look like a potato. <laughs> mate, look at me. I, I look like a pizza, so it's not different, is it? No comment. How, how, have, you, uh, how have you found uh, a lockdown? Because obviously um, it does take its toll on people and being being a member of a squad and around the lads all the time, it must be hard being away from that environment. Yeah, well, to be honest, I've had that pretty much all season. Um, trying are you just, to, just away from them while you're in rehab and stuff no then? I mean I, I would see them but I, would, I wouldn't do the, the bits that really got you going as a footballer so I wasn't on the travelling on the coach I wasn't in the hotels I wasn't in the meetings um, I mean I'd, I'd have my breakfast with them every morning I'd maybe see a bit of them in the, the physio room at times but I'd sort of let them get their work done and things before they went out to train and then I was in the gym on my own a lot um, so that was that was hard in itself. So uh, I actually felt lucky in lockdown because it gave me a chance to kind of catch up a little bit and, and go in and use the facilities when everyone else couldn't. So uh, I found it probably I found it tougher throughout the season than it did in lockdown uh, from a personal point of view. If that makes any sense. Have they confirmed it to you what your plan would be if you can't make it for these games? Then what what will your plan be for getting in and watching them? Will you be able to travel with them or? 
Well, I, th- I think the traveling protocol is uh, everyone has to travel on their own at the moment. I- I'm not sure what's changed. I might be completely wrong on that, but it's always changing. There's, there's different phases and stuff. But the last I heard, uh, probably four or five days ago, was everyone has to travel on their own. Wow. Um, that makes 12 o'clock at Cardiff even more of a ball ache then, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, hotels are opening and stuff again, aren't they? So I don't know what's... Uh, honestly, I don't know the actual ins and outs of it all, but... Uh, I don't know at the moment I mentioned it to the physio the other day and I said like I want to be at the games and I don't know whether I'll be allowed in all honesty so I might just be the same as you watching it on the telly um, which is a shame because hopefully if we can seal promotion then I'd like to be there with the lads and stuff well, we talked a little bit about how we get an atmosphere going in the ground if there's no fans and uh, if you're on the bench you're going to need to be chanting the songs for us you can have to be 10,000 <laughs> 10, people yeah <laughs> nah, to be honest I, I don't I personally I'm not worrying about the team I think I know how hard they train both seasons that we came into the into the season with, with the manager with Bielsa then we've we've started like house on fire both times and I think it'll be similar it'll feel like the start of the season again and, and I know nobody will work like the lads have so although we'd love the fans in there and you'd love to be in there yourselves I am really really confident like do you do you think that other clubs? Do you think there'll be other clubs that haven't had that sort of um, strict regime over the course of the lockdown, who are going into this fearing it a little bit because they're not really prepared like they would be at the start of a new season? Well, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of teams that are in that no man's land of the league at the moment, and then teams even who are flame with relegation. I don't, I don't think they were all on the hoping side that probably it was just going to get scrapped, wasn't it? So. You're even you're even seeing certain managers come out in the league in the last week or two saying the the weekend of the twentieth was too early. So that just shows that they weren't prepared enough. Well, that's one thing as as a Leeds fan that really proud of the club is that we could just get given it, but we don't want it. We want to go out and prove yeah. it and win it. And as a fan, that feels great. How does that feel? kind of within the squad is everyone on the same boat or a couple of lads yeah, thinking no, no oh, don't get me don't get me wrong with Dugan hand is it we wouldn't complain like <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I think if, if there was a certain way of doing it then you know you want to you want to prove that you've done it over the 46 game season don't you so the yeah. lads have fully fully got their head around it they're, they're excited and, and they're determined yeah definitely and is that the same attitude with your team, Liverpool, Adam? Do you think they they want to go home and get the last couple of uh, last couple of wins that they need to get over the line? Well, that's going to be a formality that one in it. So we might as well just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the same with that though. I think when when the time comes, Klopp said, hasn't he, in the last week or so that you know when whenever it is right, they're going to have to open top buses and things like that when it's back to normal and and we and we want to we, you know we want to, I mean saying that as if it's done but I think it is done isn't it that one you'd think so what is it 20 odd point gap 20, 22 or 25 point gap isn't it something like yeah, that yeah crazy yeah. I mean it, it must be quite it must feel quite bittersweet in a way Adam because at the start of the season if you could have said that Liverpool will run away with the Premier League and Leeds will be 7 points clear with 9 games to go at the top of the championship pandemic. and there's pandemic and your injury as well it's yeah. been, a weird, been a bit of a weird season yeah, do you know when it, when it all kicked off in whenever it was March time, I was thinking, oh, this just sums up my year. Um, unfortunately, like obviously, everything the stars were lining for both teams, and I'd have been. I mean, my season was over anyway, but it'd have been a nice feeling for me for them two clubs to achieve what they were. And but hopefully, anyway, we're we're close to to the game starting now. And fingers crossed, nothing else goes wrong, and you know the country 
stays in good condition and we can just play the games and get promoted and, and that's that you, uh, you ticks my curiosity these boys always kick off at me for going off the uh, question sheet and going off on tangents but sorry boys it's happened already what five minutes in <laughs> uh, how did it feel then for you because as a young lad growing up I've always thought oh, I'd love to play for Leeds my, my hometown club the club I love but I thought how would it be playing against them so when you've played against Liverpool how did that feel obviously you want to beat them and then you're a fan for the rest of the season how does that work well, to be honest, it's it's your job. And as a competitor, as a player, you always just want to win. And that's sort of got you where you are as a person and as a player in your career because regardless of what you're doing, you just want to win. And yeah, it's a weird feeling and it's a nice feeling because a lot of my family were, were Liverpool fans and stuff. But at the end of the day, my loyalties lay with Middlesbrough at the time and yeah. when, I, when I played Liverpool home and away and... You know, I was fighting relegation. I wanted to remain a Premier League player at the time. And, you know, Liverpool are going to get plenty of three points. So as long as they just didn't get them that day, then I didn't mind. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I love Liverpool and there's no hiding from it. I'm, I've been a, a fan all my life. But, yeah, it's just, it's work at the end of the day. And um, I wanted to win. But you get more up for those games, I suppose. Yeah, you, yeah. Although, like I said, you love the club, but you, you're more up for it. Probably from an excitement point of view. Yeah. No, I watch them closely week in week out and I know a lot of my friends and family are watching the game so yeah just naturally as a player you want to impress don't you and do well in that game I'm going to follow your lead Andy so Adam if you could take one player from the current Liverpool squad and put him in the lead squad to improve us who would it be and vice versa who from the who in the Leeds team would you like to see Liverpool sign <laughs> oh my god that's an ad that's an ad well, it's, it's putting full sure in the Liverpool team isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um that's a tough question and can you put a word in and bring him here next season <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, imagine. Um, I'd have to say Van Dijk I think Van Dijk's just he's frightening and he's got everything yeah I think he'd, he'd help us keep clean sheets when we get up there next season and, and keep us in the Premier League so I'd have to say him I think yeah definitely he's a decent backup option if Brighton don't let us have Ben White any. yeah yeah I'd, I'd take him as second choice after Ben like yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, and then probably vice versa. Yeah, I'd probably say I think Ben would be a, a good fit for a top top team in the Premier League. I, I don't think like Leeds, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say I don't think Leeds fans are fanging me for saying this. But he's a, it's all right. We can put it out, Adam. So don't worry. He's a, he's, a, he's a top lad, and he's he's got Everton to go to go all the way. Like so, I I think he'd suit a club like that next. I think yeah. It's Rolls Royce, isn't it? Oh, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, someone asked me one of the. One of the uh, fitness coaches asked me the other day, we were just in the gym, who's, who's some of the best players I've played with, and I, I said, potentially he could probably be one of them. Like For, for what I've seen this season, he's, he's got everything, yeah. Brilliant. It was weird as a fan base, obviously, seeing Pontus go, uh, and then everyone's kind of screaming out for this big replacement, if you like, and then Ben White comes in, everyone's, everyone's seen a little bit of him, but not sure, and then he just blew everybody away. Silenced exactly. every single doubt, didn't he? Yeah, the first game at Bristol, he's so assured, weren't he? Yeah. Played really well. And yeah, he's a. Uh, do you know what? I, I joked with him at the start of the season. I was like, I'll be honest, you turned up like I didn't even know who he was. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it, it's obviously, it's a joke, it's a laugh because now he's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to be top top, isn't he? So. Yeah, he's worth a lot of money, probably. Yeah, he probably unfortunately. Is, but... I know. He loves it though. He absolutely loves it here. So who knows? 
this is it. We were talking to uh, Hayden Evans, a um, friend of ours who's an agent, and he just said a lot of the people who come fall in love with the city and fall in love with the fan base, and you can't often replicate that anywhere, can you? There's one thing that I've realised in my own career is sometimes the grass isn't always greener when you think it might be. It, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I mean, he's going to be flattered by probably the interest he's getting from other clubs and things like that, which is understandable. He's a young kid as well, so but the grass isn't always greener and when, when you're loved at a place and he is loved isn't he He's, you know sometimes you can take that for granted a little bit so we've talked about how the club has uh, was really well prepared and looked after the physical well-being of the players when uh, like straight away as soon as lockdown they got the equipment what's done on the mental health side the PFA have been great PFA I'm our PFA rep and they've constantly been in contact offering support and uh, sort of helplines and things like that the club I mean from from a mental health point of view as a as a professional exercise helps <laughs> you know yeah. it, it, it's it, I don't know for general people as well it just releases an endorphin that's um, it makes you feel good it's kept you on top of it I mean we've sent, sent our weights in day in day out so players having a general structure to the day again still has just kept them in line with what they used to as players so from that, from that aspect, from that point of view, I think it's really helped just to have continuity with it all. Because you touched on uh, in the documentary last year, the Amazon Prime documentary, there was a, a big segment about social media and the impact that it has on players and individuals. Is there anything that the club specifically do or the PFA do for young players in learning how to manage social media? I think I think they do at the top, top clubs. We don't really... I mean, we get certain guidance off our media, um, media team in terms of just general, you know, you wouldn't post that. You know, post this at this time. Uh, be careful what you do tonight after the game. Blah blah blah. So you do you do get little things where, but generally players are clever enough. Uh, but the odd percentage who, <laughs> who let everyone else down. But I think you know, if it was a if it was a bad result or a bad performance, or you know, the last thing you're thinking about your social media anyway, because you, you're disappointed of the, because of the game and what have you. So more often than not. You know, you don't really need somebody to tell you what what's right and wrong to do on your social media. But in terms of in terms of the angle from the fans and other people, I think after watch after a lot of Leeds fans watching and fans in general watching these documentaries, I do think there's a lot more positive support from everybody than there probably was in the past. It's really easy to sit behind a keyboard or a phone and shout from it. Equally, when you're in a sea of thousands of fans. Um, it's different when you actually have to think about what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, fans are passionate. They pay the money and they have every right and it's part and parcel. I always say to anybody, like, you've got to take the good with the bad with social media. It, it is what it is. There's, there's people out there that are going to shoot you down and people that don't like you. And it's just, it, like I said, it comes with the territory. It's your job. As you get older, you, you grow thick skin. And uh, yeah, when I was, when I was younger, it, it would affect me. And now... Fortunately, it doesn't really. I know exactly what you know, what I've done well and what I haven't done well. And sometimes you just don't need Joe Blogs to tell you that. <laughs> uh, but it, it it is like I said, it is what it is. You're in the media a lot, and you know we've got a massive fan base at Leeds, and you should relish it. At the end of the day, they're there to support you, and we all want the same thing. So that's it. Yeah. It's a bit much though when you're top of the league and people are still having a pop. We get quite annoyed on uh, on this podcast, particularly around the stick that Patrick Bamford gets. 
because uh, the, his work rate and the amount of uh, the amount of work that he does for the team and the difference that, it, that there is when he's not in the team, just you yeah. know, we, we can't believe that people can't see that. Yeah, it, it can it can get tough on certain players sometimes, and they do have a beeline for others, don't they? But we know as players and the staff know. At the end of the day, I always say, if Marcelo Bielsa is picking you, then you're not doing too wrong as a player either. I think. He, he stuck with him. That's a real, real focal point of the team. I, I, like you said, I think he's. You realise how much you do miss him when he's not there and he's not in the front line for us. So uh, a lot of us, a lot of us work now isn't going unnoticed, which is which is good. One of my uh, favourite ones is a bloke of six near us who we've aptly nicknamed <laughs> "Sake Phillips," and that, <laughs> that that's backfired, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably spent three seasons with that as his catchphrase, didn't he? And now, uh, now he just gets a load of stick off everybody around him. <laughs> now it's <laughs> love you, Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Right, every time he, uh, every time he's the first one to start the Octopolo chant as well. He's one of them. But, yeah, you know, um, on Bielsa, uh, Adam. Obviously, he's yeah. he, he's so meticulous uh, with everything, which is. Uh, for us to, to to watch is fascinating, but for a player, I imagine it's it's hard work. But um, what would you say the biggest impact he's had on you um, you personally? Uh, general condition. So I actually thought I was pretty fit anyway. Like it was part of my game. I could I could get up and down well. And, but just general um, physical condition uh, took me to the next level in that aspect and made me think about the game differently. So just made me analyse games more instead of just maybe it was coinciding with me getting older as well anyway but I think I used to just focus on playing and playing well whereas now I would focus on how the game pans out and why that's happened why that happened and yeah just making me have a real keen eye into the, the real tactical side of it because early on in the uh, Bielsa days uh, right at the beginning when he, he first joined he after pre-season declared that you were the best player at the club and that you'd be missed with your injury. How did that make you feel, having that come from someone like Marcelo? No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. It, obviously, it makes you it makes you feel good, and it makes you feel like he's, you know, he's, he's putting a lot of trust in you as well. But I, I mean, I've had a nightmare with injuries, as everybody knows. But I, I'd started really well. I was, like I said, I was in I was in great condition, and I was really enjoying the pre-season. And it's just been so stop-start, unfortunately, the last two years. And I'd like to think now that this is. This is the the end of it all now. I've I've been struggling with these issues for a long time and trying to get by with it. And enough was enough in the end. They explored every avenue and got it right. So hopefully I can you know I can get back to being what he what he said I was two years ago. Let's hope so, mate. I'll be honest. I'm pretty confident that you know I'll be a new player and yeah. Hopefully it's all behind me. Like I saw earlier today that you were, you were voted. 2014 goal of the season at Brentford. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was an absolute thunderbolt. So it felt at the start of this season like goals were just around the corner for you. Is it something that you put pressure on yourself for in terms of your contribution to the game? Uh, I never, I never really up until the manager came, Marcelo came, because I was more of a number six under uh, Karanka and stuff at Middlesbrough since I can't, pretty much since I'd left. Middle, uh, Brentford I was more of a number six we played like a 4-2-3-1 at Middlesbrough and then I, I was just one of two in midfield under uh, Rosalind Malky Mackay at Wigan so 
until until Marcelo came and then he kind of made me that number eight position. Yeah, I, I put a bit more pressure on myself and, and I felt like, like you said, the, goal, the goals were going to come and then I couldn't have got much closer in the Wigan game. I, I think I know that. <laughs> The lads, the lads were laughing their heads off at me. I think there was about three games on spin, weren't there, where you're just, just so yeah. close. Yeah, it was in the end it was just getting a run joke in the changing rooms after the game. Like um, I I was I, honestly if if it means Pat scoring was winning the game, then I'm I'm not bothered, but yeah, it'd have been nice to score a couple like before me injuries. Let's get you back before uh, before August and then get the goal that sends us up yeah. there. You've got history. Didn't you score the goal that got Middlesbrough up? I scored. No, I scored. I scored a goal in like the ninety fourth minute with about oh, yeah. three or four games to go against Redden. Yeah, which That's was it. that was to make it two one, which was a big goal because I think it took us. I think it took us top with with like three games to go, and then we we went up second in the end. But it was a it was an important goal. Yeah. David Nugent scored one the week before against Hull, which is a big one as well. So, you're clearly a fan of your music as well because you were uh, talking about trying to learn guitar. There's that video on YouTube of you singing uh, "History." <laughs> Have you? Uh, did you also know that you're in the chorus of a famous song? I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Watch these lads cringe. <laughs> Just gonna share something here. Oh my! Uh, see what you think of this. I'll give you a hint, Adam. It's not a famous song. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, I've never it's heard of it. Mate, it's a Black Lace classic. We'll stop. We'll stop there. Yeah, please do. <laughs> is that the first time you've seen that? But do you know what I've seen Sutton similar? Was that that was about a year ago, wasn't it? Start of the season, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, we apologise. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Mate, as a music fan, I thought you'd appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what you was going on about that. <laughs> no. Why, for the why would you? So back on back on track, uh, we've obviously heard about uh, you said how, how hard the lads are working, but Liam Cooper, captain, recently said that you're probably the hardest working member of the squad. Oh, did he? Yeah. Is it true? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I work hard. I, I love my job. Like, and, you, you, yeah. you blew everyone out of the water when you did the bleep test as well, didn't you? Is that is it innate fitness or do you have to really work for it, Adam? Uh, no, I have to work for it. It doesn't come natural. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dedicate me. I mean, I've got a, got a gym at home and stuff, compared to gym and... My wife says I'm a nightmare, like, but I'm, yeah, bang on. Majority of the time, I'm, you know, food, nutrition, sleep, as much as I can, and just try and maximise myself. Really, I've, I've felt like I've been obviously been unfortunate in the last, like I said, in the last couple of years. But hopefully, I'll, I'll reap the rewards because, yeah, I live and breathe it. I'm obsessed, and maybe that's probably why the manager took a keen eye to me at the start because he. You knew how much it meant to me, and yeah, I, I do feel eventually I, I will get what I, what I deserve out of it. Hopefully, yeah, that's good. What, what actually is uh, your level on bleep test? I don't know. It's it's a yo-yo we do. Um, completed it, mate. Completed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um, I don't know the exact number, but the, we do a yo-yo, and there's different variations of yo-yo tests. So, what's a yo-yo test? If you don't mind me asking. It, so I think a bleep test is like continuous. Yeah. Whereas, it, whereas a yo-yo, you go there, back, and then there's like a five-second layover. 
All right. So you have like a five second rest at the line and then go again. But then it okay. jumps up it jumps up certain levels at different times and things like that. So I don't know. I, they just say this is what's getting played on the cassette and just run to the beep and then you just that's it. Like so it's not very nice. Yeah, I'd last about a minute on that. I yeah. can't believe we haven't upgraded from a cassette. Howard Wilkinson must have bought that. That's <laughs> no, le- sorry, leads that, yeah, it? You do it on the speaker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously with everything going on in the world at the minute um, and trying to keep keep the club and I suppose the country going, the club were very open in talking about taking wage deferrals and you were quite vocal about that. Um, how's that affected everybody? Is everybody all right? Nothing's been said. It's... Um... Kept the, kept the club in a nice position and hopefully it's all put to bed obviously the, the club will hopefully earn a lot of money if if we get promoted and it's, it affects everywhere, everyone somewhere down the line in this pandemic unfortunately so there's very few that are probably benefiting from this time so it is what it is it's you know the lads are fully focused on playing football and I'm fully focused on getting fit so um, there's no more to it really Again, as a fan, it felt really nice that there's the kind of whole side before self mentality within through the club. And uh, what about when Marcelo first came and you did the litter picking to understand? <laughs> did he say it's to understand how much the average fan pays for a ticket? You got to go litter picking. Is that right? Yeah, some of the stuff the lads were like, we just went with it. I mean, we're we're a good group and we're all we're all really driven. So it was it was like. Well, this guy is like he's he's crazy. He just he, he, we we done reading sessions, uh, a lot of meetings. We we review certain articles. He'd just spring an article in, for example, and he'd say, "I want you to read it, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow." And uh, sometimes it wouldn't be anything to do with football, but we just went with it. You know, some of us he, he, he just loves sports and leadership and creating a culture. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's worked, hasn't it? So far, so good. So. We're on the cusp of, of doing something great, so yeah. And do you think we will do something great, Adam? Prediction time. I'm How convinced. Yeah, no, I am. I'm convinced. Taking, and I'm not just saying that being biased or because we're all leads, but like I said at the very start, I think the fact of we work harder than anybody. Both seasons, the first six games, we were. I think we won won five and drew one. Both seasons, I think it was almost identical, wasn't it? And I, and, I, and I just think that pressure can be a funny thing for everybody, for, for all teams. Now, there'll be no one as driven as us and I know how they train behind closed doors, so games are going to be behind closed doors and I think I think it's just, it, it, it's going to be a formality for us. I, I honestly, that's that's my personal view on it and I think we'll romp it, yeah. And what, and what do you think is the difference between this year and last year obviously other than the obvious uh, the pandemic and the fact it'll be behind closed doors because I think between us and probably the wider fan base we still can't believe that we didn't go up last season yeah. so what, what have we what have we learned as a club from from what happened last year do you think well experience experience I think the whole everyone players staff everyone around the club fans uh, the media in general, twelve games to go. It was it was unbelievable, like it, almost too excitable. I thought we were turning up, we turned up for a, for a game at home, and uh, like I said, there was twelve games to go. It's you know it's nearly forty points to play for, and the excitement was almost bubbling too early. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it was going to be ultra critical, is that from yeah. the club, the and fans, the players, everybody? I think everyone. I think everyone. 
and then if if anything you just learn from the experience and and, and understand I understand it and it it's because Leeds had been away from the Premier League for so long but the, I think it would have been a bit more like right we know what happened last year mm. let's remember that let's keep our heads and that's I think that's what the players were doing they were quite relaxed about it and I think the fans were a lot less excitable than they were the first time in an interview that I heard with you over Christmas time I think it was after the Birmingham game you said that you felt we still had another gear to obviously winning the last five shows that we might have already reached that but do you think there's still potential for us to be even better than we've seen so far definitely like I said I'll, I'll just keep going back to this is like a pre-season right now and, and I honestly believe that we'll come out all guns blazing I think no one will work as hard as we've worked and, and like we touched on earlier that other teams weren't prepared for games to start uh, and not to start this early either so I just think it's it's aligned really well for us although you know unfortunately fans and, and even me might not be able to be in the stadium but the ultimate aim is promotion and I think the lads will achieve it yeah it's so good to hear you uh, sound so positive Adam because I, I mean all of us are smiling as you say it and, yeah, and I, genuine, I genuinely believe it as well I'm not just saying it to put smiles on faces it, that, that no no I think as well, um, you know, it's f- football has felt so distant because everyone has been just locked in the house that to actually be on the cusp of, of, of seeing Leeds play again, it, it's brilliant. And to hear that confidence is great because you don't hear anything, do you? From our point of view, we don't know what's going on at the club. So it's kind of, this is sort of the first glimpse at it really. But who, who's um, impressed you most in training uh, since we've been back? Is there anyone that stands out? I, I haven't watched any of the sessions um, because of uh, I'm working myself and I'm like I said I'm yeah. letting the lads do the work and then I come in and work but condition wise uh, uh, Tyler Roberts looks in great great Nick he looks in great shape and I spoke to Stu Dallas last week I said I seen Tyler getting in his car or something I said he looked really lean and well and bubbly and, and Stu said he's he's been so sharp and saying um, so so that's what's come to my mind when you've asked me but he, he's got some ability talent and it's the same he's been unfortunate with injuries but you know he could play a key part couldn't he in the last nine games yeah. we um, yeah we saw a glimpse of that in the whole game when he came on as a substitute he was obviously uh, he was yeah. brilliant in that match and, and you've, I mean we've all seen his potential for a long time but like you say in, injuries have just uh, hampered that a little bit yeah. it, it hit some real form just as it was all kind of coming into an end wasn't it it was playing some brilliant football wasn't it yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, he is. He's he's a, he's a nice footballer, and uh, I think he's now getting fully accustomed to the the regime. That you know what's the what the demands are of the sessions and the way the manager wants you to play. And I think his body's ready. Hopefully, I, I think his body's ready for it now. And obviously, there's a lot of excitement around Big Kev, who uh, he's had his hair done. He looks he looks lean and ready to go, doesn't he? Have you seen or heard anything from the lads about much from him? But I, to be honest, I haven't had much contact with them really, apart from in the group and stuff. Like I said, I'm there at different times. But yeah, no, I haven't. He's uh, he's obviously got real quality, hasn't he? And, and and I hope he can bang a few goals in for us in the run. Yeah, because doesn't Mbappe have posters of Augusted on his wall at home? But I heard. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you mentioned your group. Uh, who's the most annoying on WhatsApp? Most annoying on WhatsApp? No, I wouldn't say on the WhatsApp anyone's very annoying. Most no. annoying in general would be Johnny, like <laughs> in general. But do you know what? Actually, I haven't seen him for ages. I haven't seen him for ages because of what's going on and that. So yeah, it'll be nice to see him again. 
I think fans think he's probably living in the wild somewhere. That's how they start to see him. Yeah, he just is wild and he full stop. <laughs> Having played for a, a, the best part of the full season in the Premier League with Middlesbrough, what do you think um, we would need to do as a squad to be ready for the for the rigors and the demands of a of a Premier League campaign? Should we get there? Yeah, good question. I, I mean, I, I don't want to talk out of turn here because it's not my place, but. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice I, I mean I, I obviously look at what other clubs do when they get promoted and I think wholesale changes isn't the thing I don't think it's the this is my personal point of view I don't know whether it's I, I doubt the club would do it but I think it'd be nice to keep the core group of everybody and you know try and add the lads who've been on loan like we like we touched on it'd be lovely if you could keep Ben and you know go and maybe do a deal for, for Jack and, and and obviously Helder's deals looks set to be done I think yeah just keep the continuity really don't forget what got you there and I don't think there's much of a difference from the top end of the championship to the bottom end of the, the Premier League well you just got to look at the Arsenal game haven't you where we, we ran them ragged yeah we've, we've got quality haven't we in the side and we've got a way of playing that we're, we're stuck to we've got an unbelievable manager there and the club deserves to be in the Premier League the fans everything the, the following's unbelievable isn't it so it's just there for us. I think the excitement alone can get you far in the first half of the season, and then once the season, once the the year turns, it's it's just about you know sticking together and and grinding out results. And with the fixtures all starting up again, it I could be wrong here, but it looks like the season finishes on a Wednesday. Does it? I mean, how bizarre is that going to be finished on a you know, on a Wednesday in July? <laughs> yeah, that is off it, like isn't it. Yeah. Hopefully, it finishes on a Wednesday in July. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a playoff final in August. Yeah. No, yeah, but Adam's got his eyes on that for playing. No, no, the only way the only way I thought is if I was going to get games in was if, for whatever reason, the games got stopped and started again. Like, but I'd take not playing again this season for the lads to finish on that Wednesday in July. No problem. Yeah, we're, we've been chatting amongst ourselves, talking about it's like a mini World Cup, I suppose, isn't it? It's like yeah. a festival of football being all on the telly and we could all, all watch it. It's exciting. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of games. Spanish football starts again, I think, soon. And then, obviously, you'd have the Premier League, then the Championship. It's going to be going to be great again, isn't it? They've saved all our tokens, so we're allowed to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to keep saying to me, missus, I said I've got loads of tokens now to use it. <laughs> So there's 200 games across the Premier League and Championship in five weeks and I think they're all on the telly. Have you got 200 tokens in the bag? Yeah. Save them all up, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I did notice from the fixtures today is that Sky have got West Brom playing before us in all their picks so far. And last season it felt like we were at a slight disadvantage by going later in the weekend every week. We seem to be constantly trying to keep up with Sheffield United does that have any psychological impact on the players or is it do we overplay it in as fans and in the media no to be honest it did a little bit last season I I thought um, it was the I think it was the Wigan game I think after we knew that Sheffield United got a late equaliser or a late winner or something before the game wasn't it or yeah. something along the lines of one of them games I, I can't remember properly but it just adds that extra bit for you either way sometimes you can, it can work in your favour in the fact that you go right we've got a chance you know but then at the same time it can think right you're up against it they've won again you have to win so yeah if, if anything you, 
I, I personally have always liked going early. Friday night games are brilliant. You get three points on a Friday and you're like, right, done, enjoy the weekend. Whatever happens now happens. But, you know, we've won and we've done everything we can. So, yeah, that's my personal view on it anyway. What teams have impressed you this season? Because um, randomly, the two teams who impressed me most have been Forrest and Barnsley. <laughs> yeah, well, Forrest, I like Forrest. I think they've got, um, they've got good balance. They're, they're probably not the best everywhere across the pitch, but they're just good in, in all departments. They've got good experience. Yeah, I, th- I think they've been pretty steady, so uh, they probably fancy the chances if they, get in the, if they will stay in the playoffs or uh, finish in the playoffs. I think they'll probably think they've got a real good chance. And, and Brentford, they're just a strange team, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're very streaky in the fact that when they're good, they're, they're on fire. And, and, they, and they play a nice style of football. A lot of the times they're free-flowing. And, but if you asked any other player in the Championship, they would say Leeds. Can we touch on that Barnsley game? Because I get hammered on this, but I thought they gave us the best game that we'd had. It was the game I was most stressed in watching. And yeah, we won 2-0. T- we yeah, that was Eddie came on, didn't he? That's yeah. Him. Yeah, I remember. I was, um, I was sat behind the dugout. That was when it just first got injured. And yeah, it was tough. I don't think we were brilliant and I don't think you, we controlled the game but that was a real sign of not playing that well and getting a result away from home I thought for us you know we'd shown a grip that we probably didn't have as much in the in when it first signed anyway yeah it felt like a real ding dong because it was just end to end yeah well they, they had chances at 0-0 didn't they I remember uh, Malif he, he done alright on the day and Coley Woodrow had a couple of chances but like I said we, we showed good, good experience there in the game and good quality really players coming off the bench and making an impact I think like you mentioned there Adam it was it was noticeable that you were missing from that game because it did feel end to end whereas I think the games prior to that we we looked so settled especially in midfield you know we looked like we were we were properly in control and uh, you obviously have that ability to to slow the game down and and try and dictate it and uh, and you could tell we were missing missing you in that match cheers man appreciate that Thanks. career highlights career highlights Singing that song, yeah. <laughs> nah, um, career highlights. I think obviously when I first signed for, I mean, making me debut for Everton was was big. That was that was a good one, and it's obviously just something I've worked for all my life. But I think that the League One Player of the Year at Brentford was was nice because we we got promoted at the end of the year as well, and um, I was just loving my football like so. And then probably me. My first six months in the Premier League with Middlesbrough, I was I was living the dream. It was everything I tried to do when I left Everton was get back there, and then I, yeah, I was I was playing week in week out, loving it, and felt like I was holding my own a little bit. So yeah, they're probably the three standouts. Yeah. How uh, fickle are you as a football fan? Because I, I know, for example, there's well, there's no red in my house. I won't have any red, and as a Liverpool <laughs> fan, surely there can't be much blue, and then you sign for Everton. Um, do you know I, I just understood I understood obviously that Everton had a really good reputation uh, around the, the, the city of um, their academy was really good and what they'd done and how they educated players and blah 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 so I knew that as well at 7 7 and 8 and it just excited me I, I, would, I never ever thought I was going to become an Everton fan but it's a, they call it the friendly derby anyway you know families are divided and it didn't didn't affect me I had bits of banter with the coaches going up and growing up and then I'd, I'd play on a Saturday morning for Everton and then go and sit in the copper Anfield <laughs> so, um, it just it, it, it was that was how it was but I never hated Everton I, I, lo- I love Everton as well because of what it gave me as a kid uh, I, 
I, I still want to see them do well and stuff but I just you know I've been brought up as a Liverpool fan and that's what I am that's what my family have made me so when when you sign for Leeds does it become clear just how many people hate Leeds uh, do you know what a lot of my family and friends Liverpool fans they, they, they all said they would love to see Leeds back in the Premier League not 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 just for me but they just said it was just a brilliant atmosphere a great away day and um, I even see I think I've seen Paul Scholes saying it not so long ago and mm-hmm. these people have no reason to say apart from they obviously realise the size of the club and that's a compliment really isn't it to the club so our podcast is called Leeds That and it's basically about that moment where everything seems to be going fantastic and then it just uh, doesn't and we can think of many Leeds examples but are we as Leeds fans does it just happen to us or do you having played at different clubs and supporting a different club do you think uh, it's something that happens to every club and all fans well it, yeah, it's happened to me twice I mean I've had player final losses um, at Brentford then went up the following year I had a player final loss at Middlesbrough then went up the following year so it does happen at other clubs but it, it does seem to just I think it's the size of this club is and and the history that surrounds it I think it just magnifies it a little bit more and, and the fans just think oh here we go again but the way my career has gone anyway we've had disappointment one season and then got promoted the next so hopefully that's it yeah we'll take yeah, that I didn't realise that that's a good omen yeah yeah we'll take that one yeah. <laughs> but I just think everything that when things do happen at Leeds it's always magnified because of the size of the club and no disrespect to what the clubs have been at but this is the biggest club I've played for and you know if Spygate happened at Brentford it would never have made news that it made at Leeds the, for example the, the documentary it wouldn't have got as many views and it wouldn't have got as much hoo-ha than at Middlesbrough as it would at Leeds because Leeds is a bigger club so that's probably the reality of it all What, what was the players reaction to Spygate when that all kicked off what, what were you all talking about in the group and saying to each other They loved it um, <laughs> No honestly they did uh, I think people thought because results didn't go brilliant after it for a little while and people were thinking oh you know has it affected the players but I mean when the manager called the five o'clock press conference we were the same like we, we were all thinking what's going on here like is he is he going to walk or and then he obviously just come out with that genius presentation didn't he and, <laughs> schooled everybody didn't yeah. he yeah and then after that it was brilliant you're obviously you're seeing Clicky messing around doing the goggle the eyes and all stuff like that when I think we celebrated the goal and uh, but yeah it was it it was it was entertaining for us really <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you know that we had people scouts going down and watching other people training no before? idea no uh, genuinely no idea I think after it all happened we, some of the lads were like yeah well the team was banged on like I don't know how they, they got that right and that right but I mean <laughs> the manager the manager just doesn't leave a stone on saying he's a uh, he doesn't. He doesn't miss a thing. He's. He's. Um, I mean, I, I don't know whether I'm talking out to turn here, but there wasn't anything to say you couldn't do it, and that was no. the whole thing, wasn't it? So at the end of the day, um, he's not somebody who I'd imagine would break rules, and he's, he's kind of a man of his word, and he, he is straight down the line. So, yeah. <laughs> It was, in, it was yeah. entertaining anyway, wasn't it? But yeah, it came out afterwards, didn't it? it, it it's just a typical thing. Everyone hates Leeds. Everyone's going to get on Leeds for doing that. But didn't it come out afterwards that Mourinho had once hidden somebody in some washing basket or something to get into a change room to it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like everyone's been going at it for ages. Leeds do it. Oh, no. 200 grand. Yeah. No, to be honest, I'm, that's me saying it was entertaining. The, 
probably wasn't entertaining for the club itself, was it? Because it was a bit of a mess, but I don't know, it just adds to it all, doesn't it, if we get promoted at the end of the season. On our sort of monthly podcasts, we do a range of games. We've got a game called Play Your Players Right. Are you up for having a little go at it? Yeah, yeah, go on. So in the game, play your players right. We're going to focus on our squad this season. I'm going to tell you how many appearances one player has made. And then I'm going to say another player. And you've got to guess whether that player has made more or less appearances. All right. Yep. So I'll start you off with... It's just loading. He's got 9%, Paul. Hurry up. All right. (laughs) Adam Forshaw, how many... uh, Do you know how many appearances you made this season? That's an easy one. Probably seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, it's eight. So, yeah. Barry, Barry Douglas, higher or lower than Adam Forshaw this season? So, is this starts or appearances? This is this is appearances, so oh, it includes oh, starts and sub. Barry, Barry Douglas, higher. Bloody hell, that was an easy start, wasn't it? He's higher. He's on. Uh, he's actually ma- he's made less starts than you this season, though. Yeah, well, that's why I asked the question, yeah. He made 13. Eddie and Ketia, higher or lower than Barry Douglas? I'm gonna go lower. He made 19. Oh, my was God. higher. Well, that was short-lived, wasn't it? In more ways than one. Sub appearances. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Um, all right. Shaq, higher or lower than Eddie? Oh, he comes on a lot, doesn't he? It's been injured a bit though. Is this including cups? Yeah. Total yeah. appearances. Yeah, I'm gonna say higher. He said this is slightly lower, 16. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not great at this, are I? You're doing better than Andy normally does. Yeah. <laughs> Big Kev, higher or lower than uh, Jamie Shackleton, 16. Oh, lower. There lower. you go, nice nice straightforward one. He's made three appearances so far. So, Jordan Stevens, higher or lower than Big Kev? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going slightly higher, yeah. Yeah. Correct, four. Yeah. It was slightly higher. This is an interesting one. Were you aware that on one of the pre-season friendlies that Marcelo was picked up saying, very good Davis, Leaf Davis, you get it called very good Davis. <laughs> so Jordan Stevens, four appearances. Leaf Davis, how many, higher or lower? Oh, I'm going to say lower. It's very close. It was five, so ever so slightly well, higher. You know what? I was, I was thinking he might have made more last season than this season. No. Thank you for joining in with our game. Yeah, sorry about that, lads. That was terrible for me, that. No, oh, mate, you made it bloody hard. No, it was... That was solid. Was it hard? It was... <laughs> I, just had, I had a feeling there that I've, I've got zero interest in how many penises we've played me mates have made. <laughs> <laughs> You've had other things to worry about, though. Yeah. Adam, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to have you on board. Um, now, just, bef- just before we leave, uh, we've actually got a prize draw going to raise some money for a couple of charities that are very close to our hearts. Orb Community Arts in Nairsborough and York Special Care Baby Unit. Sadly, uh, James lost his father after a long battle with Parkinson's and around Christmas time, Paul sadly lost his son. So basically, we're raffling off £5 a ticket and we're getting loads of random things chucked in the pot. We've got a Tony Oboa Corinthian figure all the way through to uh, a signed... Shirt by Pablo and Tim Bresnan. Yeah. And a Jermaine Beckford sand shirt. I was wondering if there's anything you could chuck in the pot for us, pal. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Whatever you'd like. A pair of boots, shirt, anything. Lovely. Thank you very much, mate. That's awesome.
just send over the details and I'll get it sent over for you, mate. No problem. Right, well, uh, tell the lads to get the job done and uh, <laughs> we'll, all have a, we'll have a massive social party when it's all done. Social distance party, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Eh? I tell you what, it's so exciting and refreshing to see and hear how positive Adam Forshaw is that Leeds are going to get the job done. He, exact words, convinced yeah, I, when he was talking about other teams who may be a sort of mid-table who'd rather that the season was just written off because they haven't got much to play for, I couldn't help but think about Leeds United of five, six, seven years ago. And can you imagine some of those players and the managers for that matter really having the uh, the tenacity to keep up with all that training and all that fitness over the period that we've been locked down for? So I was kind of expecting him to answer that question and say, no, everybody's professional and I'm sure other teams are just as up for it as we are. But no, we think we might be playing a load of fatties, basically. Anyway, he must, he must have seen some of the photos coming out of some of the other squads, mustn't he? He was, he was confident and that's brilliant. It's going to be, you know, I'm dreaming now, but it'd be nice if, we, if they just look like training games where we knock several goals past all the opposition and, and take it at a canter. Well, do you know what? The German league has come back and I think for some of the stronger teams it, it has looked that way uh, Bayern have only gone from strength to strength during this uh, behind closed doors era and Adam gives me every confidence that that's what we're going to do this message that he sent out it was so positive it was so clear and I think the uncertainty for fans when you've been waiting for the FA and the government and the football league to have the meetings and come up with the calendar and will we be able to play won't we be able to play to have this definitively now there is a fixture list and we have a squad who are uber fit and ready to go it just fills me it brims me with confidence i'm i can't wait i obviously complimented uh, adam in that interview about you know what a difference he was at the start of the season but i think it was important to say that because as a fan, you often sort of look at this latter part of the season as being the defining point. But, you know, he made our team, our, our squad so much stronger at the start of the season and we waltzed through those games when he was in the team. Uh, we were we were a different side. And, and I think, um, you know, there's probably he's probably been down in the dumps, been injured all season. And I think it's worth saying, you know, Adam has played a, a, a really important role in, in this season and it shouldn't be forgotten. Well, it was that those three in midfield, wasn't it? It were Click, Phillips, and Forshaw, and we just looked incredible. We were brilliant. That was it. It felt it always felt like midfield just needed that extra tightening, and, and at the start of the season, that was it. We were, we looked perfect. The burning question for me is: Has Matthew bought a projector, and how many people from different households? Because it sounds like Adam might be joining us for the games. We went through this last time. Why is it on me to buy a projector? <laughs> because you've got experience of buying projectors. We've done this. It's going to happen. You even said before this call that you've been hanging your finger over the buy button. I'm, but then what I'll, what will happen is I'll end up with a projector, but no Sky TV. Yeah, but if Adam comes along, we could use his login, can't we? <laughs> I'm just glad that we've got something to look forward to now. It's like an international break and then we're back into it and we've got game after game after game through to the middle of July. And however we watch it, it's going to be very, very exciting. Anyway, that's about all from us. 
thanks again to Adam Forshaw for coming on. We really appreciate it. And he was great value and he's convinced us that we're definitely going to get promoted when football resumes in a couple of weeks' time. Quick reminder to visit leadsthat.com to check out our prize draw. Thanks again to Adam for his contribution. And we'd like to thank Matt, a.k.a. Spud, who's uh, set us up with that interview. We appreciate it. Anyway, we will be back very shortly with more as we get closer and closer to the return of the Mighty Whites. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Come on, Leeds. Sports Social Podcast Network.